I have an interesting uh, subject for tonight. And that is a character in the Torah that doesn't get too much attention. Welcome to the Ideas That Change the World podcast with Rabbi Manus Friedman, where we make sure your life will be changed for the better, one idea at a time. Rabbi Friedman is the number one voice of clarity on moral and social issues. So what are we waiting for? Let's go change the world. but deserves a lot of attention. And that is the man who was Moshe's father-in-law. Moshe married a woman named Zipporah and she was the daughter of Yitro or Yisro who became Moshe's father-in-law. What do we know about him? Where did he come from? Who was he? How did he merit to have a daughter like Tzipporah, who would become Moshe's wife and the father of Moshe's children? Who was this man? Well, the first thing we know about him is that he was one of the three advisors to Pharaoh. When Pharaoh decided to enslave the Jews, he consulted with his three chief advisors. His advisors were, you'll be surprised by this, his three advisors were a man named Yisro, who was a priest, a man named Bilam, who was a prophet, with a famous donkey, <laughs> who talked back to him. And the third one was Job, the man with all the suffering, with all the problems. And he was a tzaddik. He was a righteous man. So Pharaoh suggests enslaving the Jews. Bilam thought it was a great idea. Uh, Yisro, objected and thought it was a terrible idea. And Job abstained. He wouldn't vote. So we know that Job had a very difficult life after that. We know that Yisro had to leave Egypt because he was no longer in good standings with Pharaoh. And Bilam remained Pharaoh's good friend. So those were the three uh, advisors, and that was the first we know about Yisra. He's identified as the priest, the high priest of On, one of the idols. But the Talmud tells us that he was an expert in religions because he had explored and, and worshipped every known idol, examined it from within, and was unsatisfied. 
And when he came to the desert after the Jews left Egypt, after they had received the Ten Commandments, Job uh, Yisro famously said, and he was the first one to say it, he said, Baruch Hashem. We've been saying it ever since. In English, it's praise God. So the expression didn't come from a rabbi. It came from a man who worshipped every idol known at that time, probably for all time. Another thing that he said was, having heard about the splitting of the sea and the miracles in Egypt, he said, there is no other God in the world other than God. <clears throat> and the, the Talmud, the rabbis say, certain people are highly qualified to make the statements that they made. For example, King Solomon. King Solomon said, wisdom is not the end of the story. With wisdom alone, you cannot create a life. Why was he so qualified to say that? Because he was, he was the guy with all the wisdom. So if other people say wisdom is not everything it's made out to be, you know, it could be sour grapes. Sure, you have no wisdom. So you're comforting yourself by saying it's not that important. But when somebody has all the wisdom and still comes to the conclusion that wisdom alone is not enough, that, that's a heavy statement. Yisro says there is no other God than, than the God of Israel. Well, Jews can say it. Doesn't mean very much because they never looked into any other God. But when somebody served every idol known to man and he comes to the conclusion that only God is really God, that's, that's heavy. That's a meaningful sentence, a meaningful saying. So this is what we know about the nature of Yisro. Now, when he comes to the desert, after the Jews are victorious and they're in their prime and they had just spoken to God at Mount Sinai, Moshe invites him to stay and enjoy the, their, their victory or their, their success. In other words, he invited him to convert to Judaism, which he did, but he wouldn't stay. He wanted to go back to Midian to convert everybody else. Now, at that time, conversion to Judaism simply meant believing in one God. It wasn't, it wasn't like the conversion of today where you become an observant practicing Jew. At that time, it was only a matter of idolatry versus, versus one God. But he was so devoted to his people that he wouldn't stay in the desert and enjoy all those benefits because he felt responsible to go and teach 
the belief in God and the Ten Commandments, I guess, to his people who were still worshiping idols. So he was a good man. Another thing we know is that while he was advisor to Pharaoh, two little girls showed up in the streets of, of Egypt who were, who were foundlings. They had no family. Nobody knew where they came from. They were sisters and they were beautiful. So they were taken to the palace. Pharaoh adopted one of them and Yisro adopted the other. So when we say the daughter of Pharaoh went down to the river, to the Nile, and found a basket with a baby in it, and brought him home to raise, she's identified as the daughter of Pharaoh, but really she was the adopted daughter. And the reason she had gone down to the river was to use the river as a mikvah because she was converting to Judaism. And that's when she gave herself the name Batya, which means daughter of God in Hebrew. It's not an Egyptian name. So it's not the name that Pharaoh gave her. At the same time, her sister also converted and took the name Tzipora, Hebrew name, meaning bird. So when Moshe had to flee and escape from Egypt, where did he go? He went to where Tzipora was which was in Midian with her father, her adopted father. See, it, it adds so much to the whole plot and to the whole story. Batya was a very young girl at the time, maybe 12, 13 years old. Why would she adopt a child? Particularly when she knew it was a Jewish child. And how in the world did she convince her father to let her do it? See, now it makes a little more sense. She herself was adopted. So she had a very strong argument. If Pharaoh would say no, she would say, but you adopted me. And that was a very good thing you did. So let me adopt this baby because that would be a good thing. So. This is the man Yisro, who gave up his job <laughs> as advisor to Pharaoh in defense of the Jewish people, maybe even risked his life because Pharaoh was uh, unpredictable. Now, when he comes to see the, his son-in-law in the desert, he, he makes a suggestion. Moshe is teaching the people all day long. Because when he came down off the mountain, he didn't just have 10 commandments. He had all the commandments, all 613. 
or practically all of them. A few of them were given during the 40 years in the desert. But he had practically all the commandments with all their details, and people needed to know how to do it. So he was teaching them day and night. Yisro said to him, you can't go on like this. 